0: The pinball network is online. Launching Triple Drain Pinball podcast.
1: All right, Travis, you good?
2: I lost my beer.
1: Oh well, <laughs> you'll find it.
2: Yep, I'm good. Go ahead. Oh,
1: okay. Tom, are you good?
2: I got my Powerade ready.
1: Okay. All right. Here we go. We we're,
3: we're, we're three guys who like the talk pinball, so we came up with. And ball, and we call
1: ourselves triple drain, triple, drain, triple, drain. We're triple triple drain. all right first episode of 2022 I know we recorded a few weeks ago and we were thinking hey let's wait for the next reveal the reveal happened and luckily the stream was just a few days away so we're like you know what let's actually wait till this, till the stream happens uh, we actually just watched the stream. Uh, and thought, all right, this is the time to do it. And then another thing we were talking about, you know what, let's, let's get another guest on here. And, uh, we've had quite a Facebook messenger conversation going for quite a while with these two gentlemen. Yes, we got two guests. We got two extra balls today. Uh, we have the loser kid pinball podcast on here, Scott and Josh. Thank you both for, uh, for joining.
0: I'm sorry. Two extra balls.
1: Yeah. Two extra balls. (laughs) Okay, One
3: each, uh, well, okay,
1: <laughs> yeah. We just, you know, we got everything lined up just right, and boom, two extra balls. You know, just or as Ray loves to say, two balls to play. Isn't two balls to go? Isn't that what pisses Raymond off? Something you, like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So all we, that's
2: all that matters. Joel, is my Christmas wish has come true, kind of. Which kind is of. Kind which of. is yeah.
1: what. Oh, that, oh yeah, my... you're with Loser Kid now. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah I, think, I think. I <laughs> think hey, uh, Scott. And Travis so this is had... his
0: last episode with you guys. Yeah, we we like to first welcome episode Travis of us to the group. Yeah, yeah. Yep. thank you. So okay, so we'll Transfer get Keith. We'll get yeah. Keith.
1: <laughs> is that what I'm hearing? Because yeah. yeah. I think Tom and I will take Keith. We're fine. We'll with take Keith. Wow. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah. We'll, we'll do that. Don't get
0: greedy there now.
1: All right. So the five of us have actually, we've had this Zencaster call going for uh, quite a while now. Cause we were watching this kind of, you know, talking about it as the stream was happening. Um, so yeah, Jack danger on dead flip just streamed it. Timmy and Ray day did a great job showing that. Um, and yeah, we saw a lot of cool stuff, but with five of us, we're like, how do we, how are we going to do this? How are we going to focus on what, what we've seen with rush? And, and the reality is we, we realized we kind of have different segments amongst the five of us. And, um, and we'll just start with with the diehard Rush fans. Scott and Neil. I mean, Neil said, Sorry. Scott and Tom. <laughs> Scott Thanks. and Tom um, are both diehard Rush fans. They're all in. Both getting an LE. Both getting all Rush accessories. They both showed us their Rush tattoos. Believe it or not, they're in the same spot. It's kind of weird. <laughs> and yeah, they're all about it. So my goal initially starting this off is... As diehard Rush fans, what is it that you saw in the stream or what is it that you saw in the reveal photos that non Rush fans would miss? Or like, what is it that you guys are really excited about? And, um, and Scott, I know you're a part of this, but we're just going to go ahead and, and hit this intro because this I feel is very appropriate.
0: Hold on two seconds, just two seconds.
1: Oh, oh yeah, pause, you, pause. <laughs> no, you,
0: you mentioned this. So we have been in a Facebook group, or like group thing for what, a month and a half now, two months? At Maybe least a little bit yeah, longer. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like seriously, we talk each other we, we talk to each other like every day now. Yeah. And and it I just want I want to point out Scott and Tom are like the man crush. Like we don't even have to be here, <laughs> Joel and Travis. We could just leave and true. Scott and Tom would have this whole episode taken care of. It's true. Yeah.
1: Which I, I probably should have just skipped our intro at the beginning and just done the Tom Talks intro for the whole episode. Exactly. It would have been fitting. To, so really you've brought up a good point. The whole reason I'm trying to break this into three segments is just to give the three of us something to talk about but we're you know we'll start it off strong with the with the diehard rush fans and uh here we go here's tom talks
2: tom talks he's got something to say tom talks he's got nothing to say tom talks, tom
4: talks. i guess i got nothing
1: all right tom this is um you know this is episode 12. And and we've put you on the spot many times, you know, trying to get you to talk for I don't know more than fifteen seconds, and we know it, it, it's not your favorite thing. But today is your day. Today is your day. Even just watching the stream, the stuff that you and Scott went off about, I mean, this is this is your time to shine. So take it away, you two. Travis and I are just going to sit here with big old grins on our face, and um, yeah, tell us what what are you seeing here? What's what excites the two of you guys about this pin?
4: This is the greatest game ever made.
3: <laughs> wow. That's, that's pretty impressive. Uh, unbelievable, but yes, sure. <laughs> okay. So, okay. Um, as, uh, so Tom and I have been Rush fans for a long time and it's really interesting when you see a band that has, um, roughly 40 years in the mainstream media and they have so many different looks. Each album is different. They have 19 studio albums. And they have one, which is, um, it's like a, it's called Replay. It's a, it's a retro album. And then they have so many different tours, but the, every album is different. And so I was curious to find out what, how they were going to put that all together into one pin. And so Tom, what jumped out at you?
4: Um. Well, I mean, as far as <clears throat> the way they, incorporated songs with the time machine is, is pretty neat. Um, You know, they, they really took, you know, the whole history of rush and just put it out there, uh, breaking up all 16 songs that they selected and making it into, uh, you know, that time machine kind of uh, vibe. And you see you saw it on the l c d you know you saw a lot of the live footage uh back in the seventies. they had some old clips with some of the songs and and just the newer stuff I, I thought it was really cool how they integrated everything.
1: Is there significance to the time machine? Is that a thing that rush is known for or like i don't is is that a so thing? there was an
4: actual time machine tour uh back in two thousand ten
1: ah okay.
3: Yeah, and that, that was when they that, um, a lot of bands have done this. They've gone and they've played their most iconic album uh, from start to finish, because if you are old enough to actually go and buy uh, a record or a, a CD or whatever, then that's typically how you how you would listen to it, start to finish. And so you would actually get into stuff that wasn't necessarily on the radio. And, and more often than not, I don't know about Tom but my favorite songs tended not to be the ones that got the singles, the radio play. Uh, I tended to identify more with, uh, you know, what you would consider deep tracks. And so I'm, I'm curious because if you look at, uh, the way they've set this up, they have a lot of deep tracks on there that, uh, a casual fan would not recognize most of these songs, but a, a hardcore rush fan would recognize every single one of these songs. And they would, uh, it would definitely resonate with them uh, in a meaningful way. And so uh, two tours that would actually relate to this, they had the Time Machine tour where they went and they did moving pictures and went and, and played that start to finish. But they also, for their R40 tour, uh, they did a really clever thing where they started with their last album and then rewound as the set list went on. And they even slowly changed pieces on stage. uh, So it would emulate the, what the stage looked like during those albums. And they played uh, the majority of the albums kind of backwards. They they uh, do a selection of that. And so it really uh, was true to the, the last concert, the final tour where it showed that they were going around back in time. So that that's where the time machine comes up.
1: Gotcha. Yeah, cuz when I when you're seeing the art elements or the toys, you know, this time machine is obviously very prevalent on the playfield. There's an owl apparently that's a thing. I don't <laughs> there's a, there's an owl on a bunch of their different art. Um is that
4: Yeah, so they oh, no. so the owl is from their second album which is Fly By Night, but it's also they have their own basic record company called Anthem uh which which is actually related to the Owl as well. All
1: right. And maybe that actually is a good transition in just the art. Like I know art is super subjective and I I don't know I think I mean I'm thinking just cuz there's a ton of elements on this playfield that I I they just seem random to me, but as as actual fans I'm assuming a lot of these I don't know. The artist has sprinkled in a lot of Rush specific, you know, art. Um, And and I don't, what are what are your thoughts on the art? I mean, obviously it's kind of a cartoonish or caricature type portrait of the guys. And I don't know, very spacey retro-y kind of, I don't know, thoughts on that?
3: The, uh, so this is a little different because even, even hardcore Rush fans they may not be familiar with some of the comic book aspects. Uh, Rush actually has released a a few of these. Um, I bought the 2112. um, It was basically a a special edition uh, CD, and it actually had a comic book version that went through and told the story of 2112. And so this, uh, this version of Rush, where it's a... It's it's a hand drawn art, but it's more of a, a comic booky feel. Is actually very true to what that aspect of Rush was, and if you so the style, I recognize it more from the comic books. But this is something that Rush was heavily involved in choosing uh, the way they. It, the thing that people don't recognize or realize with licensing is there any product they want to have control over how it is viewed and how it is presented. And so Rush was very involved in making sure this is exactly how they wanted it to look. And if you look at all these small images in there, I, anywhere from the brains to the, uh, the star man, so it's the man fighting against the star, that's very uh, 2112-esque, uh, the dice from Roll the Bones, uh, the clockwork angel's drum. I, Every single thing that you see on there has a tie into each album and each album has a different look and even Rush changed the way they, um, you know, a lot of bands will have the same way they write their name, the same style guide, the same. So like Iron Maiden, every single album has the same lettering for Iron Maiden. Every Rush album was different.
1: Huh. And yeah, so, the, yeah.
3: so so there wasn't much. A, Rush didn't behold uh, to one certain style. Um, they actually changed through the years and they even tried like heavy synth stuff, heavy guitar stuff. And so they really are a chameleon band.
1: So you're telling me, uh, I, I don't I mean, it sounds if they have this many albums and they're all this different with different art styles. I mean, do you feel like this art package does a good job of kind of bringing it all together? Tom's kind of shaking his head. I don't think. Yeah, he's nodding. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. Um, well, let's talk about the LE. You guys both bought the LE. I, I think that's that's always a challenge. I, I some people the LE they always feel the LE package is the best. Other people always feel well the Pro gets the best art, and then they go from there. So the LE is very it's bright and it's kind of steampunky. Is that is that related to a specific album, or what's your what's your thought on the LE package? Uh,
4: I I think it's more related to that time machine kind okay. of uh it, it's the artwork from i believe the the dvd for the time machine concert mm-hmm. Uh but if you look closely in the little windows it it has a lot of the artwork from their albums displayed on it oh nice i i, I thought it was the best art package of the three personally not that i didn't like any of the other ones but i i just thought it looked the best to me
1: as far as yeah that's what you want right yeah you want to make sure you're getting what you want yeah
3: i i looked at the um so yes the time machine is part of it the the steampunk element uh that was seemed to be a little more later version of rush um especially the last one uh which was coming back to the roots and doing a concept album. So clockwork angels was their last album. Yep. And even uh Neil Peart, who's the, he's, uh, he's the drummer, but he's also the lyricist and he also writes books. And, um, he wrote a book called clockwork angels and it talks about, uh, you know, um, someone leaving home, finding, going on a journey and then finding, you know, what he's looking for, basically his hometown or his home, the his new home away from where he came from, and it seemed um, very autobiographical to me. But certainly the steampunk elements, and for people who aren't familiar with steampunk, steampunk is very much like Jules Verne esque, where it's it's basically the future as as it would be viewed from a previous time. So just think of like how someone in the 1950s would view the future. Yeah. Um and and so that's why it seems very that much uh th- that vibe. But yes, it 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 was a good way of encapsulating all those different styles and putting them in. Um but it's uh, there are some people who are going to be confused because it's not very yeah, there you go. Um uh, Tom showed a picture of the time machine tour which uh, shows the gears uh, but absolutely it's uh it it's a good enough way of making sure that you have uh, 19 different art packages and getting them all together.
1: Yeah, um, we should be grateful that Travis's iPad's dead or else he'd be showing us pictures of things you don't want to see. <laughs> mm. Um
2: whatever, Joel.
1: But uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh just to confirm real quick, the drummer's the drummer's first name is Neil. Um Tom, did you name your son after the drummer of Rush? Um yes taking that as a yes <laughs> <Taking> the <laughs> there yes. it is there we go that's awesome um well good and and i think to extend this a little further i mean both of you guys are huge rush fans travis you can step in here you it seems like you're you're the gossip girl of pinball you love calling everybody and all the distributors and, and learning all the all the ins and outs it sounds like this is selling extremely well um so it seems like there are a lot of Rush fans out there, and everybody's jumping in on this. Is, is that true? Is that what you're? <laughs> is yes, that what you're hearing. It's yeah,
2: very true. Yes, what you're hearing is in fact a uh, a fact. Which I mean, if you can find an LE, especially for MSRP, like good on you because it's these are just flying. I think from my understanding, there might have been maybe one or two dealers out there that legitimately. That that said, basically, that Rush isn't selling as good as, say, a Godzilla or a Ninja Turtles. But sure. the vast majority of everybody I've heard from, it's selling at a quicker pace than even that was. And I think a lot of it has to do with the fandom of Rush. And I think also the way that this pen was marketed was brilliant. I mean, having Rush heavily involved in it, I yeah. think that's helped a lot. Because if you look on YouTube, even then, all the trailers and everything, I mean, it's far exceeded... 100,000 total views and we were kind of talking about that the other day the fact that it took all of about 24 hours for them to eclipse what GNR's release was for the past year now and so that's that's pretty impressive on its own I think overall just looking at the just the numbers it's pretty much Mando is about the only other pen that has more views overall but I mean it's Star Wars so that's to be expected but everybody out there saying you know Dad Rock's dead or we need this we need that I mean the fact is it's it's selling, and I know that Stern, as far as I know, the first couple of runs are pretty much all but sold out if you're looking for a premium or an LE. I mean, they're still out there, but, you know, you're, you're going to have to do some work to find yeah. it.
1: Good point, and I think the other thing that I'm learning is, and I saw it on our TP and Discord, is I feel like there's some uh, there's like some Canadian pride behind this. You know, like Craig Bobby's Canadian, Mike with the pinballers, he's Canadian, and they just hopped in and and are just like, yes, you know, here we go and score one for us Canadians. So I, I'd be really curious. Like I wonder if the the Canadian distributor just got destroyed. What's up, Josh?
0: All the Canadians except for David Dennis. Oh, Did you yeah. not listen to the new <laughs> Silverball Chronicles? Come on.
1: Uh, no, no. I, he was
0: he was like, oh, I'm sick of it. It's rush.
1: Yeah. Who would, have a break? You know, I don't know if he enjoys happiness in his life. So that's fine. <laughs> maybe,
0: but, maybe.
1: Uh, I don't know. I think that's pretty cool. And what, one last question for the two of you guys, the, the, the big the big fans here. I mean, we can ask. Hey, Travis, how many uh, Rush concerts have you gone to?
2: Uh, well, I am 37, so <laughs> I would say uh, none.
1: No, no, okay. I okay, just want to check because you got rather defensive and, you know, that you knew Rush. So I, just I do. To, Joel, uh, I know
2: more Rush than you do. That, that <laughs> yeah. was the argument. No, Not I, that I know more Rush than Tom or Scott.
1: Tom and Scott, but, how many concerts? Yeah. How many concerts have you guys been to with Rush?
3: I, I've been to eleven.
1: 11. <laughs> Holy
4: cow. What do you got, Tom? I've only been to three. Oh wow. man. Oh, mm.
0: they, don't, they don't come up to Wisconsin? I went in yeah. the old yeah. con- the deal? concert measurement.
1: Mm. No,
4: I just mm-hmm. I just got to a point in my life where I stopped going to concerts for a while and then mm-hmm. I kinda got back into it and, and now what you... Do you what
2: do you mean you kinda got back into it? What does that mean?
4: <laughs> well, I started going again, sorry, but oh. I oh. I don't I don't, I don't frequent concerts that often. I, I'm
0: right there with you, Tom.
1: I mean, normally, though, Tom, you just go in your basement, you turn down the lights, you, you turn on the DJ mixer mode on your Led Zeppelin, and you just, you know, you go to town, right? I mean, that's... No, that's that not we, how it happens. That's not, that's <laughs> not Okay. <laughs> just just check it real quick. Eleven concert, though, Scott. Wow, okay. you That's impressive. Around. That's, you know,
3: the, be, the best part is the first one was the Presto Tour. Um, and I, I would have gone to all the other ones, but I was, uh, I was younger then. And, um, and I just told my parents, I said, Hey, can I go to the Presto tour with my neighbor? And they said, sure. And my parents weren't really that interested in doing anything on Sunday. And so I just conveniently forgot to tell them it was on Sunday Uh until about 20 minutes before I had to leave.
1: (laughs) Nice. So (laughs) Scott, you
4: would find this pretty cool. You know, the album, the live album, uh, different stages. Yeah. On that album, uh, about half of those tracks were, recorded in Tinley Park, Illinois, and I was at that concert. Oh, I thought so, I heard you. Yeah, yeah, so that was that was pretty cool.
1: Yeah, that high-pitched scream in the background was Tom. Yeah, yes. definitely. <laughs> Freaking out the whole time. Definitely. Yeah.
3: He, he, he was throwing his underwear on stage. <laughs>
1: yeah, he brought multiple, multiple pairs. You know, you got to be yeah. prepared. Yeah, Right. No, I'm happy for you. I mean, I know, uh, Josh, you're a Big Turtles fan. I'm a Big yep. Turtles fan. Like, when Turtles was rumored that was something I, I mean, I was stoked. I was just, I I understand when you have that dream theme that you're waiting for, it's you're nervous. You're like, I just don't want to be disappointed. But at the same time, it's, it's like, what am I going to see? I don't know. Reveal day. Like, I remember that, that excitement and that buildup. And, um, it's been really cool to be a part of the Facebook group and know that, that Scott and, and Tom are like riding that ride right now. And, um, I don't. Know, I'm happy for you guys. I'm excited for you guys to to get this machine for sure. I
4: just it's feel.
3: Actually, oh, go ahead, Tom.
4: Well, I just feel bad for everybody in Australia because they've never <laughs> heard of the band. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: yeah it's, well, it's too bad. I guess they'll uh, just have to hang out with, uh, you know, minute. They're waiting for their minute work pinball machine, or uh, <laughs> oh, or uh, Keith. Uh, Keith. Urb, uh, wait, who? Not Keith Urban. Yeah, Keith Urban, right? Sure.
1: Uh, yeah, that's a, mu- a musician, I think. Yeah, yeah. He,
3: <laughs> I was thinking of Carl Urban, but yeah, he, yeah. he can get the uh, Star Trek. Um, I, I would say that it it's, feels very similar to being a Star Wars fan where you are super excited for something, but you are so nervous that they're going to do something that really screws something up.
0: Yeah.
3: Um, I was in on a Star Wars L.E., and when I saw the pictures and I looked at the layout, I backed out huh? because I just said, you know what, this is, I don't think this will be as good as my expectations could have been. Um, when they sent that out, uh, the teaser out, and then they showed the track list, that track list was key because I could tell that someone who has intimate knowledge of the band selected very appropriate songs that would be great. So, yeah.
0: so wait, have you any of you four listened to the Stern Insider? Uh Yes, I have. A I have. Times. I want yeah. to say, so you you do know that the persons that picked the songs was Getty Lee, Alex Lysen, Lyson, and Ed Robertson of the Bare Naked Ladies, right? And yep. that's probably why this is such. He gave them. Ed Robertson gave them the direction. say, "Hey, you pick." 16, 17 bangers, 20, 20, what was it? 20, 20 20
3: bangers. They all did 20 and they had uh, 15 of the same ones, which tells me that they chose the right ones. Yeah. And it sounds like Ed won on Levi Estrangiato, which is an instrumental. And if you have not listened to that, stop what you're listening right now, go and listen to that and come back in 11 minutes. Well, so reality
1: is what we really need to listen to, is Travis trying to pronounce that track. So, mm, Travis, yeah. real quick. Hey, Scott, <laughs> go ahead and feed it to him again. Okay. And then let's hear it.
3: La Via Strangiato.
2: Le <laughs> Yeah,
1: flawless. You sound like <laughs> yeah. a Russian trying to pronounce yeah, Spanish. Yeah,
4: Now, cargo your beer and say it. Yeah.
3: <laughs> okay, so here, here was the bonus question, though. The bonus question is, what language is that?
2: I feel like it should be Italian, but it's not. Spanish? Is it Latin? It's got Tom, me. do you know what language
4: it is? I, I would guess Latin. I,
3: I it's, assume it's Spanish. It's actually made up. No. <laughs> 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 I, I'm totally serious. The, yeah. the title of the, uh, of the song was completely made up.
1: Oh, uh, Well, in that that's case, Treman. Now, it, from it makes a so that, much that makes sense. a lot no. of sense. Yeah.
3: yeah. yeah. Yep.
1: That's awesome. That's awesome. Well cool. I uh yeah, I think I think we talked about this a little bit while we were watching the stream. It's 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 really apparent when a pinball machine comes out and you actually have a driving force behind it that's truly passionate about the theme. And I mean, like you see that in Guns and Roses. I mean, Slash was he was he's credited as co-designer of the game. Yep. And um and it's you know, I'm not here to like knock Led Zeppelin, but like Led Zeppelin, I think they almost had to educate Led Zeppelin on what you need in a pinball machine. And, and here, I think, I think it sounds like Stern knocked it out of the park with getting, you know, educating rush and getting Ed, Ed involved to like communicate and be that liaison of somebody who's passionate about pinball with the actual artists. Um, and everything that I'm seeing so far, I mean, I, I think when it comes to theme integration, they've done a really good job there. And, and I'm, I'm only, I'm assuming the two of you guys are going to find as you play even more nuggets of, of rush lure or whatever, uh, hidden, whether it's in the artwork or the LCD screen and all that fun stuff. So, um, yeah, I'm really excited for you too. That's, that's for sure. Um, anything else as a, as a fan, as a deep fan that you want to say you're excited about or that you're just riding high on?
3: Um, okay. I, I would say that I wish I could take all of that together, like the art and just kind of put it all together. I, I like elements of all of them, but it really, it would be absolutely impossible to get something that gets everything however i would say what they did get into the art packages was very satisfactory like it 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 felt theme appropriate it felt like it was uh, they were able to hit the thing, the same thing with any rush fan could find on the 19 albums. I guarantee they could find at least 50 songs that would be considered their favorites.
1: Okay. And so for them
3: to actually find 15 or 16 songs and some of the songs, they're monsters. They, uh, three of the songs are actually full sides of albums. Yeah. So that's how the band worked. And, and, um, So if you have two hours worth of music in one band, yes, it, it leans a little heavy to the early, early years of rush, but it is so great. And it's hard to be disappointed as a fan in this selection. It's easier to be disappointed with some of the other bands other than Guns N' Roses, because they had so many assets. But it seems like with a music pin, you tend to be hamstrung by either licensing or cost of the license or what assets you have it seems like they were heavily involved in this to give
0: a true representation of what the band is all about
1: absolutely well and i think
0: yeah. i want to see more of this i want to see the band involved in their own pinball machine because it brings an extra depth to it um you know we talked about this with eric Menier on our show when they did do gnr they ran to the wall of live and let die because it was not licensed by one, but two different companies. And you've well, it's got, a, it, it's
3: a Paul McCartney song and yeah, it's a so, Paul McCartney
0: yeah. song. And so how hard is it going to be to get the rights from the Beatles? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, uh, he, he called, you know, slash called and said, Hey, what's, what's going on? He told him the situation. He said, give me 15 minutes. The next thing you know, he's in a three-way call with Paul McCartney slashing him yeah. and, and they've got the rights. Mm-hmm. Paul says it's done. I mean, yeah, you've got awesome. Getty Lee yeah. and Alex Lifeson. They, and the nice part is they're pretty independent, so they own all their rights. They haven't sold any of it off to anyone. So it was like, sure, we can do this. We can do that. Whatever you want, we own it because we've wanted that over the years. Whereas in Led Zeppelin, people have passed away. Rights are owned by different establishments. And so it becomes, it's same with the Beatles. You know, Beatles turned out fairly well, but I think it's because it's more of an art piece. It is a it is a fun playing game, don't get me wrong, but it's, it's easier to do a single level game like that than it is to do led zeppelin with ramps and and all these fun features and so it makes it that much better when you can have someone that's involved um like that instead of yeah. jumping through all the hoops you're, you're wasting more time on hoops than you are creating a great product
1: yeah great point point. and uh yeah i think it's really cool to see how involved these guys are and even just in the, the short stream that we've seen I mean, it's assets galore. Like there is, there. there's music video assets, there's live video. I mean, I, I don't know. That was really exciting to see. Um, and it kind of leads me to my last question. And I already asked Tom this, but it, but Scott and Tom, so what would you have had to have seen that would have made you cancel your order? And Tom, you can go ahead and answer, answer first.
4: On the stream today. Um,
1: yeah. I don't know. I mean, I <laughs>
4: Basically, you know, not enough concert footage. Just you know, uh, things not gelling well. I, I didn't see that on the stream. I thought everything was was pretty well done.
1: Yeah,
3: for me, it would have been uh, if the if the play was was bad. Okay, like if it ended up being a clunk fest. Um, I. To be blunt, I was nervous because most people have commented, and appropriately so, that this is a very similar layout to X Men. And I no, had X-Men. no, they haven't. They've all said Iron Maiden, right? right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 So, so if you look at it, it's very so. I immediately recognized X Men, and although I had X Men, I never connected with it. I mean, it, it was a beautiful game. I, I, I. I loved the look of it and everything but it just never connected with me as a player. And so I was nervous uh however um uh, you know I I we were talking back and forth with Raymond Davidson who's uh, the number one player in the world and uh, one of the coders on it and he said it shoots really well. So I was excited to see in fact that it does shoot very well. Yeah. And so I, that that is what connected it to me and also the code having Tim Sexton on there and Raymond Davidson coding it who are tournament players. And so they know how to balance a game. So it's not just a one trick pony. I was quite excited, but yes, that would that would have made me cancel the order if it just seemed like there were no, no makeable shots.
4: Yeah. 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 Good point. Well, it's, and there and was I- one thing on the stream. I mean, there are, quote unquote three wizard modes in the game and nobody got to any of them. Uh which may show that it's maybe a little more difficult than we think, I guess. But
1: or there's uh, depth there, yeah. There's
4: mm-hmm. but yeah, there's a lot of depth. And it's kinda good that they don't show all that in the reveal stream too. Sure.
0: You mean like when they did the Deadpool reveal stream? Yeah, yeah, just he was told the whole that, yeah,
4: game in one
1: shot. When Gomez yeah. has
0: to walk over and tell you to drain, and yeah, go ahead and call. Him, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I get it.
1: No. But yeah, no, I I wanted to make sure the two of you guys kind of had your moment to to geek out for a little bit. And uh, what and Joel's
0: telling you is that you, now you can shut up for the rest of the episode.
3: I will point out one thing. There were people who were questioning Y Y Z. Who it, you probably have heard Y Y Z. It's Y Y Z. Oh yeah, <laughs> well, I I I'm not Canadian so you, yeah, yeah. D- David Dennis can. Tell. Um and so uh YYZ is the it's the airport call sign to go to Toronto. And so it's actually an in uh, it's an instrumental talking about a flight to Toronto. But if you look at uh Levia Strangiato, which is the other instrumental that they actually put in, there are 12 parts to it in case you're wondering. And it's actually interesting to see like um see how they actually wanted to record it in one take, uh, from start to finish, but they were finally convinced to break it up into three parts because it was so complex. And so I, I would like to shout out and thank Ed Robertson for making the correct selection and lobbying for La Vie
1: Nice. And one more time, Travis, what was that song?
2: (laughs) Uh, it's a, it's a made up word, Joel.
1: <laughs> just like that word you were saying last episode. What was that word? <laughs>
2: Synergistic. Hey,
1: there we go. There we go. Nice. All right. So let's open it up to the other two. Um, yeah. So we just watched the whole stream. So just as as is pinball... Tom
2: is Tom done talking?
1: I don't know, that, Tom. Oh yeah, you it supposed was, to do the outro. I'm yeah.
2: going to bed. Good night.
1: Oh okay. Well, uh, yeah. Thank you for that. Here we go. Tom talk.
0: I got,
4: I got
1: nothing. See, Travis, I was trying to leave it open. You know, I wanted, I wanted Tom to just have free reign all episode to just cut in and correct us at any moment. You know? is, it okay,
4: be... is it okay? if I just sit
1: here and watch? I mean, I mean I that's you what you do you. all yeah. the time. It's, <laughs> it's oh, <laughs> <Okay>. fine. <Yeah. laughs> you do you. No, yeah. <laughs> I just feel free to correct. Travis at any moment. That's that brings me nothing but joy. Josh, put your pants back on now. No problem. Tom's (laughs) watching. Sorry about that. So we just watched the whole stream, and just like to be honest, like Rush, I I know who they are, but I that's it's just it's 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 a theme that I don't really you know care about. It's 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 not one that I'm passionate about. So I I was looking at the stream as what does this pinball have? You know what does this pinball machine have that that I can be excited for? I'm thinking you know I know Travis watches every reveal stream with a very critical eye and we're going to kind of give him his moment a little later of because he's freaking Sherlock Holmes you know dissecting pixel by pixel and measuring shot layouts and I think he's already calculated exactly how every ball will return before you know even saw it flip so Travis will have his moment but just you know Josh myself even you know Thomas Scott feel free to jump in just let's dive in what did we see just looking at this pinball machine you know what are we seeing um, that excites us or what are we seeing that we still have questions on? Um, you know, Josh, feel free to take away and, you know, start us off.
0: So the funny part was, is as I was doing my research, cause we, we talked about, we were going to watch the stream, you know, possibly together. And I was watching it with my son as we were uh, traveling back home. He was watching it in the back. And, and he's like, well, what's a clock doing on there? I said, oh, well, that's, you know, Neil Peart's drums. And it's kind of a tribute to him. And that's that's why the clock's on there. And he said, why is this washing machine on there? And <laughs> yeah. I said, it's not a washing machine. It's a time machine. And he's like, whatever. But it was funny because I'd said that to you guys. And we've, we haven't stopped calling it the washing machine ever yeah. since. So, so uh, I don't okay, know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. That's
3: actually appropriate because uh, Getty Lee. Yeah, yeah uh, Getty Lee, because Alex Lifeson, who's the guitarist, he's always on the left side of the stage. He, it was, it was kind of ridiculous how many amplifiers and speakers he would have behind him and Getty kind of looked behind him and he's like, I, I don't really have anything behind me. And so every concert, uh, tour, he would actually put something different back there. So one time he put washing machines back there, like nice. literal washing machines. And he had like uh, concert t-shirts, uh, in there. And at the end of the show, he'd open it up and grab the t-shirts and throw them out to the audience. He's oh, had cool. like fake rotisserie chicken back there. <laughs> <laughs> <He's, and> so <laughs> yeah. we're talking, they have a huge sense of humor. And so calling it the washing machine is probably the most Pretty rushed thing you could possibly yeah. do. That's awesome. So it
1: sounds like uh Measle mods or pin monk or somebody needs to hop on that and make a, a washing machine mod. You can replace your time machine, <laughs> of plastic or whatever with that. But um
0: so one thing i wanted to talk about is as we were saying here watching it uh we both had mentioned this multiple times all all five of us it seems like there's a lot of multi-balls in this game and i think that can be a blessing or a curse and this case where you have rush a lot of their songs are very long songs i don't know if all the modes are tied to the songs i didn't catch that but if if you have these 20 minute long songs and Borg's usually pretty brutal when it comes to design. I can't think of a Borg design where I'm like, oh yeah, I can play that all day with no problem. Yeah. Um, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to complement that that brutal design if you want a longer playing game. And I think that they have found a good uh sweet spot with these multi balls. Yeah. And it's hard to tell because we're on early, early code, and that could change as we go on further. And the other thing, too, is is like I said, Borg is brutal when it comes to his designs. And watching a stream where you've got the number one player in the world for 2021, you've got Tim Sexton, who is easily a top 50 player for who knows how many past years. And then you've got Jack Danger, who is a really good uh, pinball player in his own right. How much of this was actually flow like butter or what, what was it that they've already known this because they've been playing it for months now trying to get the code and they just know the shots and it looks good because they have played it for who knows how long.
1: Good point. I mean, I'm I'm waiting for them to give me the call so I can go stream it and show them what a you know a mediocre player can do. But um, I I mean I know when we're watching the stream, Travis is dying. I mean he's just like, come on guys, cradle up and hit the shot because Travis wants to see progression. He wants to see you know, I it's it's uh I, well it's there just, was there was yeah. just
2: some points in the stream that it just felt like. It, it it was like some flailing going on, and then we couldn't quite tell what was happening. But a lot yeah. of that was because the mul- it seemed like multi ball was stacking on multi ball on top of multi ball. So, yeah. I mean, it was occurring a lot, and I wasn't quite sure what was happening. But I think another reason why, though, I mean, the pin, it, j- just like we talked about, the outlanes were brought all the way down. And if you look at the promo picks on This Week in Pinball, the outlanes are yeah. not all the way down. They're the up middle. on the top. Yeah. So, yeah. So... I think obviously that was a decision that was made by somebody just to do that for the reveal stream. So I think that led to a little bit longer ball times as well. Yeah. So, I mean, there's mm-hmm. ways to control that, yeah. but I think there's going to be probably a happy medium because just like one of you alluded to earlier that the reason why that you have those multiballs too, it could cover how brutal the pin is. And I do agree with that as well. So, I mean, it's, I don't know, it might be a little bit too much multiball centric for my taste right now just because it feels like that bozo multi ball that seems to be right up the middle yep with the middle yep. ramp it feels like that that's just super easy to get to and it's very immediate so
1: yeah i don't I think know it, I, don't, I don't know i think it showed three shots so it's uh yep. that's one thing so the time machine one thing i was watching is there's three lights on top of the time machine you got red yellow and green the green light corresponds to that multi ball. So it looks like, and it looked like, I think I've got to give him credit. The LCD screen seems to display and communicate very well, like very well, what, what, what you have, your progress to all these different things. So it looks like it's, it's three hits to that main toy. That'll raise up the the ramp. And then boom, when you hit it that next time you're in a multi-ball. And I was really curious about that. I know Travis, you were worried, um, you know, with that, when that ramps down, you're hitting a metal wall. And that ball's coming right back, so we were very curious how that type of i don't not not rejection, but like how how's that ball gonna come back towards you and um i not bad i mean i I think it it is off centered and it's far enough back that you can react to it, but um I don't know it, was, on that? it was it was kind of
2: a weird shot, I thought, yeah, looking at it it just it, like I heard a clank, but I don't know if that was uh from the pinball machine itself or if that was a sound. Sound by or whatever from hitting it. I, I have no idea.
0: It, well, my it, concern too though is is speaking of that middle shot, how many times do we see them hit it with the ramp up and it rejected? I mean, there was one time you said, Joel, that it like ricocheted off the time machine and then landed in the less wire form and i thought i
1: saw it. that yeah and it's, i mean it's just like any other ramp if you if you don't hit it clean it's coming back i do think there are times where that magnet i actually saw the magnet kind of suck the ball up into which which is good um but it's just a uh, like i'm curious the pro that that ramp does not go up and down it's always up um so i'm curious if i mean is there any way i don't know you know, magnets. I don't know. That's their magic, right? I don't, I, is there a way that they, you could turn on that magnet to reject the ball? I don't know. I don't know if that's a thing. Otherwise that magnet, is it, is it always just going to be on the pro is the ball just always going to go through it. And the only difference is to start a motor or something. It's going to stop it. I don't, Scott, you had some thoughts on the ramp.
3: Oh, I, was would just saying, i looking at it. This is one thing that is uh, is different than X-Men is that it is definitely more to the right. So it it is okay. lined up directly over the right flipper. Um, X Men was kind of notorious for when the Magneto shot, uh, it, if if it went dropped down, it would drop down barely to the edge of the right, like the very tip of the right flipper. And so it, it, this seems to be a design modification where the upper part of the playfield is shifted over a centimeter or so. So sure. I, I I think it will. It it, it it's not like. You know, the death shot straight up the middle on uh, Attack from Mars. Um, This seems to be a little more recoverable. And probably because as a bash toy, you don't want a bash toy straight up the middle.
1: Yeah, good point. And I am curious. You did say it's a centimeter over. Is there a reason you're speaking in metrics? Is this because it's a Canadian theme? Or is (laughs) that a doctor thing?
3: It's Canadian. Okay. It's actually yeah. a doctor, but if you want it to sound very, um, <laughs> if, if you want it to sound very prestigious, yeah. you call it a centimeter. And I'm not kidding about this. When I first got to med school, and people were talking in centimeters, I was completely clueless for six months. What in the world they were talking about? Because this was pre like smartphones.
1: Gotcha, Travis. Centimeter is a different unit of measure. I don't know. I mean, it's not taught in Oklahoma, but got it. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so. So yeah, I, I mean, I think it's an interesting toy. I do think the light show on that ramp is is good. And and as the stream went on, it's very clear those lights are actually communicating a lot. That the red light on top of the on, of top of the washing machine or the time machine is communicating a mode uh, to start a mode. The yellow light deals with your combo shots. Uh, it looks like there's a bunch of combo shots all over this playfield. So hitting it if the yellow lights on is is kind of how you cash that in. And then the green light is corresponding to the to the to the multi-ball itself. So I'm all for that. The more lights you can put on a play field that communicate what's going on, I, I think it's great. Um, I don't know, other shots. Tom, is there a shot on this play field that you're, like, stoked about, you know, that's that's kept you going this whole week? Or, uh, I don't know, what are you excited to, to hit?
4: Uh, f- <laughs> the free will shot behind the drop
1: targets. Okay, so the drop targets on the left, you got three drops. So it's uh, on the pro, it looks like it's just hidden back there. It's a stand up, bam. On the premium and LE, it looks like there's it, it captures that ball, and that's how you start a multi ball. So it's called a fork. Ooh. For, okay. So is
0: it kind of similar to Little Deadpool? Is that kind of what you, the vibe you are getting?
3: N- no, it it's the lock on. Uh, it's the same magneto lock oh, where okay. you throw it through, and two uh, spikes come up, and so it leans against
0: the spikes. Oh I, okay, I know exactly what you're talking so, about. So
1: okay. I don't know I does it does it catch it and then hold it and then act yes. like a captive ball for you to hit yep. again? Is Correct. that how that works? Nice. My okay. my
4: understanding is it raises the jackpot value for the multi ball. Okay. So it'll eventually release it, but you can hit it a few times uh, to increase the, the value of the jackpot.
1: Yeah, that's pretty slick. And if and if you look at the exact opposite side, the right side, you have your rush stand ups. And I think what we deciphered there was, uh, you hit all four of those, and boom, you got a ball save. So it, it yeah, Led Zeppelin, you hit two stand ups, rush, you're hitting four, um, and that only adds to that long playing part of it. Is the ball save? I didn't, I wasn't seeing that. Is the ball save? Are both out lanes lit, or is that something that changes based on? I don't know, Travis. Did you catch anything with I that? I thought it looked
0: like both out lanes were lit just where that's what i saw
1: okay well yeah i
0: find it interesting they didn't go back to ninja turtles single bar um oh stand up versus like why did we go back to four stand-ups versus one well as
1: as a turtle owner i am actually very i'm glad it's a single bar because if you had to spell april or spell layer that that would be way harder um you'd be
0: you'd be getting rid of it
1: yeah that would be way harder um Travis, what's, what are you excited to, what's your, you know, boom, you just got a pro. What are you aiming for first?
2: Uh, the left orbit into okay. with the upper flipper up and feeding into the scoop. Yeah. I think that's a pretty slick shot. I mean, we saw it a couple of times that I think Raymond actually had it reject a couple of times, but it's more or less because of just the speed Yeah, coming around there, which isn't a bad thing to me. I mean, playing quick pinball, that's fun overall but i mean that shot to me looks a lot of fun and that opto spinner my god that <laughs> yeah, thing just yeah. spins for days and i think most pinball players like 99 percent of us will love that and so i mean other than that those are the shots i like the most i'm a little bit concerned about the loop shot and even even though i love the opto spinner i'm a little bit concerned about the feed back to there but when we are talking back and forth about it it's kind of weird because it's it doesn't seem like it's buttery smooth or anything like that, but it gets the job done because at least it's feeding the upper flipper to where it's not going away from it or anything like that. So, I mean, it feels like it's got a little clunk, but it's almost controlled clunk, yeah. if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, good point. Because the 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 opto spinner shot is, is kind of a quick horseshoe back down towards that flipper. Uh, it actually reminds me of the kind of the shot, the under the van shot in Turtles, but instead of something catching the ball to lock it, it's just immediately feeding the flipper. Um, and then you were saying that upper kind of loop, It it is a very, it is a, an aggressive turn to get that it's ball. It's a to bumpy go back ride
2: to the, back yeah. to the upper flipper, but I mean, it still gets there. That's the thing, is that even if you hit those shots, it looks like you still get a clean shot with the yeah. upper flipper. So I don't think that's going to lead to any frustration or anything like that. It's just not going to look pretty doing it. So, I mean, I thought I saw a couple of times that. I think Jack did it to where he kept looping the upper part. I think he got like two or three in a row, but I don't really s- foresee this being something that you can do like on an iron maiden or any pins like that to where you can just continuously yeah. loop it. But yeah. I mean, it, it's still there. It's still available
1: see, the hold up the flipper shot actually my first when I saw it the first pin I thought of was shadow. the fact that on certain shadows you can hold up mm-hmm. the flipper, and that's how you get your your con multi ball so I think it's pretty cool. I think that's a really cool shot now. I will say the the two scoops it looks like there are moments where you can lock balls and they they stay in the scoop, but then there's other times that if the ball gets in the scoop it it's a multi step process to get the ball back out so It kind of gives you a chance to breathe because it's a second to move it over into the window and then move it over back and then spit it out and the feed out of the scoop. I'm not I know, Travis, you don't like scoops. So are what's your feeling? Are you scared? There's no I'm not seeing stand up side to side. But what what are your thoughts on that? You know what?
2: There was a couple of times in there that they were having fits hitting the scoop when they needed to. And I mean, I think it's just one of those things that I don't think this is going to be as accessible at least the, the first scoop right in front of you, I don't think it's going to be as accessible as the one on Mandalorian. But okay. I still, I do, but obviously this scoop, it it's not the whole entire game though. I don't think it plays as much importance as the Mandalorian scoop does. Cause obviously you have to start your missions there yeah. with that. And that's not how this is working since you got to hit the washing machine up top anyways, to start your modes or whatever it is. So, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I like the feed coming back from it. And I like the side scoop. I'm not really a big fan of the front one, though. And I, I don't know. It, it just doesn't seem doesn't seem like that. That's a for me personally. I think that that might be the most boring shot on the entire play field.
1: Is the scoop if, I,
2: if I'm looking at? Yeah, that front scoop for me personally. I think Travis the side scoop. Scoops. I think is fun. Yeah, I
0: do. <laughs> I do. Yeah, he's yeah. in the Keith Elwin club, huh?
1: Well, yep. I uh, the pro, the premium in Le. I think they showed that. The you could lock two balls in that, and then it actually will eject one ball out of the front scoop and one ball at the out of the side scoop at the same time, which is pretty cool. Uh, the pro doesn't do that. The pro is only ejecting out of the front scoop. Um, so yeah, I don't I don't know if that if 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 the premium and le would would make you more upset, Travis, because now you have two scoops that are ejecting. You know,
2: honestly, I think after watching that stream, because I thought the pro was pretty loaded, but honestly, after watching that. I almost feel like if you're going to get a rush pin, you've got to find a premium or an LE. I, I think that there's just a lot of elements there. They're missing like that's one of them right there. The scoops without the Vuck there. I think that that takes away a lot of the fun elements because there was a certain mode in there. I forget which one it is to where they were collecting a jackpot over and over again at that shot where the Vuck yeah. is and it was feeding back to the right flipper. To me, that would be fun a lot more fun than just hitting a dead end stand up target and having the ball dribble back down to your flippers, you know, so that that's a little bit different there. And plus two, I didn't think that this would play as big of a deal, but I think it might end up changing it a little bit. If you notice on the pro when it comes to that middle ramp, they just have the two posts there instead of the blue foam rubber, whatever you call it. I'm looking at a picture right now. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm curious to see how that affects shot somewhat. I don't know if it's, that big a deal, but i don't know. there just seemed like that there was enough there to where there's a noticeable difference between the premium and probably what's going to be in the pro
1: sure, um Scott, what are your thoughts? I mean, you just saw the stream. Is there something layout wise or shot wise that you're you're excited about or curious about, or
3: um you know just
1: <laughs> i I
3: actually had something and i and I just thought, but I'm actually surprised why, on the washing machine shot, they actually did. <laughs> Change from rubbers versus like the uh, the the rubber ones that tends yeah. to be absorbing versus that that seems kind of puzzling because that doesn't seem to be cost issues that seems more of a an intentional selection.
1: I wonder if so, a uh, a post like that just holds up better. You know, if the pros meant to oh, be on, maybe. on location. And-
3: and, uh, like Deadpool, like my Deadpool plays a little longer because it's a premium, yeah. but th- if you get a Deadpool that has, just has stand-up targets, it is, it is super brutal because oh. those things just, uh, th- those are like springboards. Um, the one thing I will say is on this absolutely a hundred percent, if you are going to buy one of these, you have got to buy the lighting rails.
1: Yeah. The expression light kit. Yeah. The expression yeah. light
3: kit. I mean, that, yeah. that is, uh, I, I, I would say that it would feel naked without that kit, yeah, and and that's the that was one of the reasons why I jumped up from a premium to an LE is because I wanted that for sure, and it it seems like it should be standard from every music pin on, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, I wish it was standard on every pin.
3: Yeah, but it seems like with the the music pin, it really. It works well because the music is front and center. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't think you would need this on Jurassic Park with the orc- orc- orchestral music. I don't think it would really change much. But, uh, you know, if, imagine that on Tron. Eh, that would I mean, be awesome.
1: Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I think light show in general, a light show can make or break a game and, and can add so much to you getting sucked into the game. And I know when, when Zach and Nicole are flipping out, let me borrow a led zeppelin he ended up sending me an expression light kit later and the install was pretty painless but it totally changed the game like it totally changed how that game felt and i know travis you have a led zeppelin on on location i'm assuming you felt the same way as soon as that went in
2: oh yeah no it makes a big difference i mean just from a lighting perspective from an atmosphere perspective i mean it it really does and I think that from now on, this should just always be on music pins. I don't know how well it would work on certain other themes, like for instance Stranger Things. I don't think it would make much sense on something like that or something like Avengers. So music pins, sure, I, I think it makes complete sense on. And I, obviously, from here on out, I think that's pretty much what Stern's going to do. Is any music pin that comes out, it's going to have the expression lights on the uh, LEDs, and it's probably going to sell a lot of uh, accessory units for sure. Yeah.
1: 100%.
0: Well, we know that they're going to do more music pins. I mean, that's not... Didn't, didn't they just have Gary Stern set in front of like a 90s wall of bands and said we got one of these as the next theme or something like that?
2: No, uh, probably. I, if I had to guess, if there's not a Foo Fighters pin out in the next couple of years, I would be shocked. Something I, like that I, or Red Hot Chili Peppers. I, I, I'd, I, I'd be I, absolutely shocked. I'm sorry, it's
3: Nickelback. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well,
1: it does have to be
0: a Canadian pin, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> no.
1: No I, but no, I, I, yeah. go ahead,
0: Josh. No, I was just gonna say, no, it, it does make sense to have expression lighting on any music pin. It, I agree with all of you. It's great that you can add it to all the things. And that, yes. that's the
3: challenge with, um, you know, people can either love it or hate it, but when they talk about uh, blinging out your machine, um, you know, I'm all for officially licensed mods. I'm all for official options because in order to keep the build of material lower... They have to do something. I Imagine yeah. Led Zeppelin if, if maybe there was uh, they didn't use some of the build a material on the expression lights, and you paid for that later. Would that have yeah. changed some of the features that they could have put in that? Uh, yeah. But I'm totally willing to pay for it. But I'm also I'm I'm totally in on all toppers
0: and in on that, all lighting yeah. mods. So, it has got to be more painless for Stern in the back end too? Because all those expression lightings are the same. You just slap whatever sticker on it, yep. right? Yep. It's, oh, this one's going Led Zeppelin and slap the Led Zeppelin. So and it makes sense. It's one of those products that you can make for multiple different machines. Unlike toppers, toppers are very specific to each game. Expression lighting. That's why I see this becoming a thing is because you just slap it on whatever game and you put the sp- sticker over the top of it and call it good.
1: Sure. And another thing, I'm thinking with lighting. There was one specific mode. I don't know if it was Timmy or uh Rayday that was playing it, but I think it was Fly by Night, and they said Fly like, by as, Night. Yeah, yeah. As the song progresses, the game, the whole game, is getting darker and darker because you're trying to get to nighttime. And it's like, yeah. all right, like I'm in. Mean, I didn't even. They didn't make it too far in the mode, but like that to me sounds pretty cool. I'm assuming Mr. Competitive Player over here, Travis, will hate it because his playfield's getting dark. But it sounds fun to me. You know, I don't so- know.
0: But some, okay. those are some of the modes that actually draw me in like i think when you said that i think of uh when you get to the wizard mode on giant mnemonic i mean that yeah. game is slowly shutting down unless you're hitting shots or it's it's isn't it power down on the original Jurassic park data east is kind of the same way you're hitting shots and if you're not hitting shots the game shutting itself down it's stuff like that that it's not hard it, you're not trying to uh change the play design you're changing the the uh feeling of the game and you're 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 it's it's like i guess the best example is like avengers you they had the rights to hulk's eye or whatever and it's like well how do you how do you integrate hulk's eye and they did that gamma ray yeah and every time that starts i start panicking because of the music the way it's integrated i mean it's all it's how you integrate these things that make you remember these pinball machines
1: yeah it's a good pinball moment yeah
3: Okay. Yeah. What made me want to buy, um, attack from Mars LE was I went over to play my friends and I got strobe ball, multi-ball and he had a, he had a dark room and I'm like, this was the coolest thing I've ever seen. Uh, just yeah. because I know it was, it was cheap, but it was just, just, it feels really cool when you have all those things flashing at once. You're like, wow, that was really a lot more cool than I thought it was going to be.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Absolutely. And and you had mentioned changing the you're not changing the playfield, but there is actually a feature in this where you are kind of changing the playfield. And that's a that's the the diverter. And I know mm. uh, Borg put a diverter in his last game with Turtles. And that was kind of a miss due to some, you know, inconsistency in, well, in how my, well it mine worked. broke, mine yeah. broke, I, mine I've, actually broke
3: down. And
1: Travis, I broke. actually,
3: yeah, I ordered, <laughs> I ordered a new one. And I actually sold it and gave, and I sold it back to a, a, a local dealer and I just gave them the part. I didn't even, uh, Put it in, I didn't yeah. even swap it out because it, it really was super disappointing. And so I love that this diverter is similar to iron maiden where it's just, or, or even uh, medieval madness where it just is a, a curved metal blade that goes up and down, up and which out, is yeah. much smarter.
4: Somebody was saying that the diverter is the same as the one on Radical.
0: Oh, I would have to look. Who who
1: made Radical? I do not know that. that There's a history lesson. Somebody interwebs. Dr. Google, (laughs) Dr. Google. Good job. All right. I just want to make sure it wasn't like, oh, John Board did. It was his first game. What a callback. Um, I
2: mean, I will say after watching this, it's sure the game has some flaws to it, obviously, which we alluded to a little bit earlier. But overall, I mean, I'm very impressed with this, with the entire package overall, when you look at the design, the potential that's going to come with the code. I mean, just the lights, like we talked about and the music too. I mean, the music makes a lot of sense when it comes to pinball. Like it, it actually felt like we were in, you were brought into the atmosphere of Rush. That's what it truly felt like when you could hear the music going, you could see just the lights going and something like that. I think that that's really awesome. And that's going to lend itself to a really great pinball experience for a lot of people. Yeah.
3: So 100%. just, just in case you're wondering, um, this is for our French friends out there. The concept of radical was, uh, Dan Langois. Is that Can
0: how I, you say that? I thought I'm, it was like Legolas.
3: Okay. i <laughs> totally guessing L A N G L O I Lang Lois. That's who it was. So yeah. anyway, um, You know, I was actually nervous, too. When people started talking about Rush, I thought this was like a kind of a a fan, like a fanboy's pipe dream, because I really didn't think that Rush would translate very well, Uh, even though they have uh, the diverse art, which, again, I thought was more of a challenge than a help because every album is different. So you have that, but you also have, and Rush is not, it's, it's not Iron Maiden. Every Iron Maiden song is going 100 miles an hour. Rush yeah. is not that way, so I was a yeah. little surprised when I saw how well it was integrated, how well the songs worked for pinball, and even yeah. though I'm a huge rush fan, I'm a huge pinball fan, I was surprised to see how how well the marriage looked
1: yeah, I'm with you yeah. uh, and i'm like i said i I know Tom Sawyer, I know that song, I've heard it, but as the stream's going on, it's like i'm I'm okay with this like i'm not this is not you know like I don't hate this i i i'm i'm rocking out to the you know i'm reacting to this music it's it it gets you excited it i don't know i i'm excited i i I think it looks like a lot of fun and it's it's not going to be terrible um now one thing i was going to say with the diverter before i move on uh you can control it and that Mm -hmm. was something i was not prepared for raymond and, and timmy both said that that there's flashers not the flashers on your sling but the flashers above that on the left and right um, one of those will be lit solid at any time, and that's indicating whether or not the ball is going to come down to the right ramp or the left ramp. And um, based on whether or not you hit the right, so if you hit, the, sorry, so if you hit the right ramp, that diverter is deciding whether or not it's going to come down the left side to the left flipper or the right side to the right flipper. And you can control that by holding down the action button. So the fact that you can plan out your shots of where do I want this to feed, I, I'm, I'm all in on that. I think that's that's pretty sick.
3: That that was brilliant attention to detail, which is certainly from a tournament player uh, who wants to know exactly where the shots are going yeah. in, in a quick environment. And so that that was, I guarantee that was Raymond and, and Tim saying, yeah, this is how we need to indicate it. Because in, on Turtles, I don't remember, was there ever a, an indicator other than just visually looking at it?
1: You, I think you no. just had to look at it, yeah. yeah.
0: I guess I wouldn't know. I own the pro. And I've been quite happy with the Pro. So.
1: Yeah, I, I'm with you. I own the Pro as I well. I think the
0: Pro the Pro was uh, the better option
3: on that game. Yeah,
1: Pro all the yeah. way. Well, um, I was going to say we should go ahead and you know ask you know a tournament player what are they seeing you know the nitty gritty stuff here, but I'm realizing that's probably not a fair term because. Tom is actually so much higher than you, Travis. I, I don't. I mean, are should you be the go-to guy, or should we ask Tom now these questions, or should we ask Tom to ask his son? Because oh. Neil, what's he currently at there? Tom,
2: he's he's on the front page.
1: Top I think twenty-five. Now, right? He's twenty-fifth. Wow! Mid. Wow! And Tom, you are what thirty-fifth? Thirty-fifth. And Travis, you're like forty-eight or something. Mm. Forty-fourth. 40 Forty-four. Okay, I just you know, <laughs> 44. just guessing the number. Just checking. I top was just 45. happy to be in the
0: top 10,000. Good car. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm just
3: hoping to, to rank my age at some point in my life. But add a, <laughs> add a couple zeros to it so I yeah. can be 4,700.
4: Travis well, just wished he lived closer to District 82.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, that would be nice.
1: <laughs> so... Travis, I know. I well, maybe it's unfair. Joel. Maybe maybe I should start with Tom actually because I know Tom. This is you have scrutinized this. There are a few questions I said during the stream. I, I wonder what that does. And you you piped in from a code standpoint. Is there something that you're seeing that excites you with this code? Um, I don't know. Is there anything there, Tom, that you're you're pumped about? And then we'll let Travis geek out.
4: No, I'm going to let Travis take this.
1: Oh, okay. Travis, here's your time. Oh. Tires. oh. He's a, My Tom's time to shine. A, Tom's yeah. a nice guy. He's a gamer. He is. Yeah. He really
2: is. No, well, so there was a couple of things I really liked. I like the callback to Funhouse to where the pop bumpers mattered because it led to a multi-ball, which I really do like that. Just because it's just uh, for a lot of games, it's like the pop bumpers are just kind of just an afterthought. Yeah, and or. You know, for whatever reason, it's just a, a, there's a lot of people that might not have played Funhouse and might not realize how that works. But those elements are brought into Rush, which I'm really excited about. Uh, I do like the idea of having the light lock targets on that right ramp with the two targets right there, because that kind of gives me vibes of like a um, like a whitewater or something like that. So. I like the idea of even if you miss a shot that you intend on hitting, you at least get some sort of progression. I think that that's a good thing from a tournament perspective and even from a casual perspective as well because you're not just just clunking around. You actually get some type of progression. So I like the fact that they have that. But the combos in this game, that's the thing that looks a lot of fun. And it looks like that those combos stay lit for a long time. I don't really recall them extinguishing too much, if at all. I don't know but it just felt like that that right there I was pretty excited about that and I mean it's just just the overall vibe of just how just how all the shots work together and and that's what I really like to see so I mean that's that's kind of what I got for now other than that it's kind of hard to tell where exactly what the rule set is completely just from watching cuz it's so much information to go off of what you can tell immediately though This is going to be a deep game. This is not this is if you're getting this for home, you're going to be playing this for months at a time. I mean, it's going to be very deep because just like Tom said earlier, they've got a couple of wizard modes in here and it didn't even feel like we were anywhere close to it at all. Yeah. You know, and I mean, and you got to think too. each song probably has its own rules set to it which is cool. Each multi-ball obviously has its own set. So it's almost like there's going to be just these mini games within your full three ball game that you're going to be doing, which is pretty exciting too. And I love the fact that they have the drop targets to the left and it kind of gives me vibes of walking dead where there's little things attached to those drop targets as well. And so that's, that's what I like to see out of a pen.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I think, just to, I don't know, clarify a little bit of what you were saying. The pop targets, the pop, the sorry, the pop bumper. When you hit those, there's on the premium and le, there's a clock, and as you're mm-hmm. doing that, it's progressing time. And it's so once you get to, I think midnight, you you have a multi ball there. Uh, that clock is physically not there on on the pro, but that is clearly displayed on the LCD. Um, and then I'm also seeing, I mean, there's there's these combo inserts are all all over the playfield. And it, and it looked like there were moments where all the number ones were lit. So depending on which shot you hit that was the number one, well, then there's a corresponding combo shot that will light the number two. And then you hit that shot, and then there's a corresponding combo number three. So it's actually really kind of telling you exactly what you need to do to kind of flow through this game. Um, and then it looks like you can cash out that combo jackpot on the time machine. So I'm all for that. Like, that, that looks really, really fun. And the fact that there's time... I know Led Zeppelin had... There was a lot associated with combos with Led Zeppelin. But it, there was kind of a shorter time frame to be able to hit, really string those combos together. Or the moment that you missed, the combo's dead. I'm not seeing that here. I'm, I'm seeing they give you a chance to really to really hit your shot. Um, I don't know. Scott or Josh, do you guys see something code-wise that excites you?
3: Um, I, I did like how uh, all the... All the different integrations of things, and I liked how the, uh, all the m- modes are based on uh, on the song. So there's basically six main modes, and from what I can see. Uh, the six main modes, Tom Sawyer, Working Man, Spirit of Radio, Big Money, Olivia, Stranjato, and Limelight Blight. And then with the multi-balls, and then the three wizard modes, which are the epic songs, the 20-minute songs on there. Um, what I loved about it was it seems like a logical progression. So even a basic player like, like me can understand, okay, this is what I need to do to keep progressing on that. Um, I also was really excited that it seemed like a game you could shoot on the fly.
1: Well, like, they sure were, they were, they were, yeah, they were absolutely. definitely shooting they, it on th- the fly. They, yeah. they
3: were not trapping up at all. Yeah which is perfect for, a, uh, for a, a music pen. And so if there's one thing that stood, up on, stood out on it was that this felt like the ball was moving the entire time. And that's one thing that keeps me from a lot of those trap and shoot games because it just seems so boring to me. Yeah. But when you have a music that uh, the music that's pumping and you're just hitting the ball on the fly and it's designed to work like that, it just makes it so exciting for me. So yeah. I, I love that aspect because it will keep my heart racing.
1: Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. I'm with you. It, the game looks, looked fat. There were moments where the game was flying like super fast. Um, I don't know, Josh, you seeing something code wise that, that you're pumped about.
0: Um, honestly it was so hard to keep up they (laughs) they were going full bore and i was just i was enjoying the show uh the one thing i actually do like about the game is um if you need to take a breather you can shoot it through the pops around that orbit hold up the flipper and it it puts it right in the scoop for you yeah i like little give me's like that because especially on a board game where you feel like you're fighting for every single shot like ninja turtles yeah. I feel like you fight for every single shot. On well, Ninja Turtles. Ninja Turtles, that crank shot is, it that is difficult because it is screaming around it's the so play field. Fast. So well, fast. Even, even the right and left ramp can feel like their work. Yeah. yeah. Which it sometimes can be annoying.
3: And it um, almost seems like a phase shift, you know, you know, we, and we talked about this with Elwin that he likes having the play field. You know, the, the, the state change, however he wants to say it. So each shot is different. So that's why, you know, adding diverters and stuff like that. It almost seems like that's a planned technique diversion. Like if you know how to shoot that and you just hold up that flipper and it goes in, that is a well-designed game because it's designed that way because those, those upper flipper shots, I mean that that's my biggest criticism for Led Zeppelin is that right upper flipper shot. It seems like a luck box to me. Like in, in, I'm sure for ah, better for some, players. You
1: know. Well, okay. No, no. <laughs> some of I, okay. Us can just drill oh, it. Except for every Joel. Time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that is my shot. I'm telling yeah. you for
3: some reason <laughs> you can nail that, but I, <laughs> oh. I, I really like one out of 10 times, like they couldn't really rip that ramp out of my game. And I would not know noti- notice the difference.
1: I, I felt nothing but pure joy out of that shot. That hermit shot, just knowing, I mean, with mm. Raymond, every time I'd stream that, if ta- if, if Travis was on it or if he was watching me stream, just bam. I mean, I, Oh, you would think
2: it. Joel's a top 10 player. You would. If it and was then you, purely based, based on him hitting shoot that shot. After <laughs> everything else and you're like, oh, okay, this yeah. makes more sense now. So
3: are, so, are you saying uh, it's like a uh, Prince and uh, uh, Prince and Eddie Murphy playing, uh, playing basketball? <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. Good, good, yeah. good.
1: <laughs> so here's a question. Uh, Travis, one of the last times that I was streaming Godzilla, you yep. basically said, why are you using the upper flipper? Like just stop right. using it because at the time, there are, there are times where you have to and and I gotta give Keith credit there's um on on the pro to do the Mecha Godzilla multiball there's there's a target that's straight up on the side of that like it's really hard to hit but if you hit that middle spinner you hold up the flipper and you just give it a little nudge like it bounces over perfectly and touches that target like it's it's clearly designed that way and and props to Keith for designing it that way but you said you've told me don't flip just leave that flipper down because right now there's nothing you need to shoot up there. I'm looking at this, this upper flipper has a lot to shoot at. Um, and I and I think it's integrated at least from the combo standpoint in the different modes that you have to do, shoot different shots. Uh, I don't know, might, maybe it's just a quick opinion, but I, I feel like this upper flipper is going to get a workout. I mean, it's you need to use this in, in this game. It's more down? than
3: a one trick. Like a lot yeah. of flippers, yeah. it's kind of a one trick, but this seems to be well integrated in many ways like the upper flipper on Avengers. Where it has multiple, like it, it's it's a useful flipper and not just a gimmick flipper.
1: Oh, like Hobbit's, like Hobbit's third flipper. No, yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. the you mean appen- the, the UED yeah. appendix? Yeah. Hobbit has a third flipper.
1: Hobbit yeah. has a third flipper, and there's a guy on Twitch. Shout out to that guy. His his Twitch <laughs> name is Hobbit's Third Flipper, which I think is so <laughs> great. But um, I will tell you when you actually kill smaug sh- when you use that flipper for its one purpose oh, what a rush but yeah um, yeah
2: but it takes you like 90 minutes just to get to that <laughs> yeah. one shot
1: yeah true i i get but that's it. neither here nor there yeah but no um another mode that i actually saw that i was really excited about and, and and ray you could see he was getting pumped i don't know exactly what song it was but it looked like there was one shot lit And as soon as he hit that shot, it moved, and it was all comboing. And he was saying it out. He's like, one, two, three. And I think he got up to nine before he missed his shot. Like, it was building because he was comboing all the mode shots, which if you're telling me there's a way to combo nine shots in a row and he still hadn't finished whatever he was trying to accomplish, that's pretty cool. I I think that's uh, that's pretty exciting. I don't know where you – did anybody catch that? What song that was? Or yeah, what it, was, that was? Uh,
4: it was the instrumental, La Strangiato. What
1: was that, Travis? You want to say
2: La, it? Da, 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 da. Got it. Okay. Just <laughs> it's a made up word, Joel. It's, don't <laughs> worry about it. It's fine.
1: <laughs> uh, well, that's awesome. So that you're saying how many, um, is it 12? Is that what I saw? Yeah. Well, so parts? 12, 12 parts. 12 different to... parts.
3: Yeah. I, I actually sent you guys a link in the chat if you want to look at it.
1: So you're telling me in that mode, there's a chance that you could stream, string twelve shots together in succession. I mean, that's well. One. Tom and
2: I
0: can, Joel. I mean, <laughs> I don't <laughs> know about you, but
1: yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah no, okay, I think that's pretty cool. I'm, you I'm
0: keep ex- saying it's a it's a made up word, but looking at all these titles that you just sent over, Buenos Noches is good night. Okay, okay, not in. Not okay, by the way,
3: a <laughs> in Wonderland. Lurkst <laughs> is one of Alex Lyson's nicknames.
0: Yep. Oh,
3: so yeah. I, I, it's it's total it's a total joke. They have they have a song that's like part four of a trilogy.
0: Buenos <laughs> noches. So, there's only three in a trilogy, for, for, Travis. So, right, so you, yeah. you've got Spanish and German right here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And made up word. What yeah. the
3: crap? Yeah. How long hey, it was is the, this? Song? It was the 70s. Everyone was high. It's,
4: it's 11 minutes, or it's over 10 minutes long.
2: So, yeah. if I show it to Monica, what will she say?
4: Show what? There's no lyrics.
2: She, the song. It's all instrumental.
0: Okay, she'll say well, okay, that. Okay, if I go to YouTube. Funny, you, I okay, want a date night tonight. If you and we're show that have a to her, dinner with this she in the will back.
3: say, this is the longest thing I've ever seen, and can you measure yeah. it in yeah. centimeters? Yeah.
1: <laughs> C- centimeters will only help you. So, going, <laughs> yeah.
4: going to the Insider Connect, one of the achievements... It, it, for that song is to complete uh the modes by shooting all 12 shots so oh. but if you do it it seemed like Raymond was trying to do it in a certain time period to
1: increase his score yeah cuz he gotcha. said he goes oh that'll show me how much i missed and and i think he's he missed like out on like 18 million or something
2: million like that. Or something, yeah. which
1: yeah. is curious cuz he was disappointed by 18 million but there is uh Tim ended one of his games close to a billion. <laughs> yeah. And I think they said something about an exploit. He found a bug. Yeah, yeah. there was something yeah. in there that he was hitting that that he Ex-
4: exploit spirit of the radio. So yep.
1: what, explain that? It, that's the song that he was well, using.
4: It's but do you the, know what he did? The
3: spirit of radio, Tom.
4: Uh yes. Yeah, the <laughs> the spirit of that, the radio. That's not
3: a that's not a made up word. Uh. <laughs>
2: As well, we can tell, Tom Scott's rush balls are much larger than yours. Yeah, right, right.
4: Yeah. Um. But yeah, I, I don't know exactly the progression he was using to score those points,
1: but uh, but they'll probably uh, fix it. But I, <laughs> probably, yeah, yeah. It,
4: sound, it sounded like oh, we're gonna go back and fix that. Yeah,
2: I mean, well, sure. the one thing I will say about this, I think, and I was kind of asking you guys about this before the stream, I was wondering what benefit this would have. Since the game sold very fast, what benefit exactly Stern would get from streaming this? And I'm still not convinced that there was any real positive benefit, but I will say that I think one, one thing is for sure, if you're a Rush fan or if you bought this game and you're in on it, you're happy with what you saw. You're, what what are you showing off there? Scott what, is showing. What a,
1: it looks like a collector's edition of three bobbleheads.
2: Oh, that's impressive.
1: <laughs> you don't have those, Tom? I Tom, do not. Where's your bobbleheads? Yeah. I don't have bobbleheads. This, this, this
3: is my topper right here. <laughs>
1: nice, yeah. But keep going, Travis. I I think you have got a good point here.
2: No, no. Well, I'm just saying. I think after watching that, I think overall. Everybody that's in on a rush, I think you're extremely happy with what you saw. Yes. And I think if you're on the fence about it, this is one of those few times that I can remember that you're probably going to be calling your dealer tonight and saying, you know what? You have something for me. This is one of those few times where I think the stream actually benefited Stern.
3: The, sure. This and was so, the best reveal stream that they have done because yep. it looked it, it looked like they were able to play the game as it was designed. Yep. And a lot of times it feels like four drunk people trying to hit shots and they're bricking every single one of them. But this one actually was one of the few ones where it looked like a well-oiled time machine. Yep. Yeah.
2: And it, it looked was, like yeah.
4: they were having fun. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Could yeah be. I, I honestly, after watching that, it would not shock me at all if this was a contender for game of the year even though this is the first one out i think it's so strong out of the gate when you consider just the theme and i know there's a lot of people out there that don't like the rush theme but the fact is there's a lot of people out there that love the theme i mean absolutely love the theme will fight you for the theme so i think that it'll garner a lot of attention with the code coming up with the shots the way that they are, I honestly, I think that this could be one of the first pins to where maybe somebody other than Elwin wins it. I mean, depending on what Toy Story looks like or whatever Jersey Jack comes with, but this pen, it's it's very strong. I think, in my opinion.
4: Well, and Travis, know. you had mentioned will that. Be a before. contender. Uh, yeah, Travis, you had mentioned that I think on your your Marv Loco podcast that, and you just did now that this you know, this is kind of a first quarter game that has some traction. Can you think oh, yeah, of your, can you your think of curse?
1: Yeah. 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 Can you
4: think of other games that, that could possibly fit that mold or are you absolutely no, I not? think
2: this one's a, I think this one's a straight banger. That's already just, that's broken that. I mean, this isn't like a stranger things where we've got to wait for 18 updates for it to finally flesh itself out. Yeah, You know, I mean, it it didn't look like there wasn't any shot on there that we saw that we just saw collectively gasp and said, Oh my God, you know, and, and you could, of course, we all know the pens that have had something like that in the past and just prime example, stranger things with the Demogorgon at the very beginning. <coughs> Halloween. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, exactly. So, so it's, it's one of those not things talking that
4: I, about Halloween.
2: <laughs> you, you did awake. that last
4: episode
1: Tom's awake now yeah.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah poor Tom yeah. But I mean so when you look at When you look at everything that's out there I would say that this pen Is definitely the closest Pen to Godzilla Out of any other pen out there Like I'm not saying it's equal or anything like yeah. that But I'm saying compared to what Everything else that's out there It's closer to that than it is The other pens in my opinion Across the board with what what all's out there? That's Legends of Valhalla, Halloween, Ultraman, yeah. whatever else is out there currently. Mandalorian, Led Zeppelin. Yeah. I mean, that, it, it's, uh, it's up there. And that's okay. a really good point
1: because we okay, all but, said we're like we're all worried for whatever pin comes next after Godzilla because how do you follow that up, right? right? And I, it's I think that's a pretty strong showing. Yeah. Yep.
3: I, I'm, I I'm just wondering how this would hold up against a, uh, um, a Raza. <laughs> oh, oh my god <laughs> yeah
1: yeah well i think if you look at this stream i mean if we break it into three sections you know you have your your theme integration and i think from what i saw there the art package i think most rush fans are all in on that i think it looks i think it looks really good um there's nothing obvious on the on that of like wow look at that whatever hand that doesn't make sense or you know it's i think it looks good um but the theme integration when it comes to the music that they got in the game the video assets they got in the game i'm i was really happy to see what we saw in the lcd because none of that has been revealed yet um then you then you have the actual layout the actual layout and design there were no crazy red flags when the pictures were posted, but we actually saw it shoot, and I I think it shot pretty well. I mean, there's a few things that that you know we'll see how that feels when you actually get the pen. but overall I think it looks positive. And then the last part is the rules and code, and I think even what we saw, I have no idea what percentage they're at. I don't know if they're at point seven or whatever. We have no idea, but what I saw from code looks good and to be honest i trust tim and ray tim and ray have proven that they can flesh out a rule set really well so uh, in my opinion this reveal stream is 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 pointing up um and and i i bet i bet distributors got more calls to buy pins than they got calls to to cancel their order tonight yeah that's for sure yeah well cool well um I know it's getting a little late. This was a long time. I mean, we were were watching the stream um, and then we're like, let's let's go and record right afterwards, uh, because otherwise we knew Tom wouldn't be able to sleep tonight, you know, without being able to get all this off his chest. So um, just I just want to make sure, Tom, are you good? Is your is your tank empty or or do you have anything else left that you need to you need to talk about?
4: I have nothing more to say. Okay. (laughs) The Okay, The game speaks for itself.
1: Yeah. Well, you said this first thing. You said was, "I think this is the greatest game ever made." So I think yeah, you're you're good with Whoa, that. Those
0: them fighting words right there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't
1: know, Scott. I feel like I need to give you, extend you the same courtesy. Is there anything else that you 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 feel? No, I
3: I this has more than exceeded my expectations, and it also calmed my worries down. Awesome. So I I was uh, ecstatic with everything.
1: Awesome. Well, great. Well, um, we'll do our plugs real quick. Uh, first off, loser kid, I, I have to congratulate you guys. You guys have been nominated for a Twippy, which is fantastic. Look at you, Tom. Tom was ready to go with that button. Um, yes, you two were nominated for a Twippy this year for, for best podcast. Absolutely fantastic job. Um, I know I thoroughly enjoy your podcast. So if there's anybody listening right well now, deserved. Loser Kid Pinball podcast. They got the best merch in the game and a fantastic podcast. Um, so, yeah, feel free. Well, first off, thank you for coming uh, onto the show. But plug away if there's anything else you want to say about that. Um,
0: we, we'll we talk more about it on the show, but uh, on our show. But we do appreciate those that voted for us. Um, Scott and I, I know we joke we say we're in it for the awards and all that jazz. But really, we're not. We We do this for the community. We do it for just having fun. Um, obviously if we did it for the awards, we, we would have quit a a while ago, but, um, no, it's, it's, it's really cool. Um, I feel like we shortchanged your audience though, because, some of the insane stuff we talk about in our chat and just the randomness of it. <laughs> I felt like you kept us away. It's almost like you wanted us just to talk about rush. So we didn't go off on some of the weird stuff that goes on. In our hey, chat.
1: You know, <laughs> episode two of triple drain, we had Zach on and we went, we let him go wherever he wanted. And we, yeah. we were talking about people bathing in a, in a hot tub and all this we stuff. We ended and,
2: up on Robert Byers in a hot tub. <laughs> yeah. I think, and you know, I, well, I have no I, idea.
1: I'm not going to lie. I enjoyed it. I thought it was a lot of fun, but believe it or not, I, I'm, I ran into Dwight, uh, Sullivan at, at, at Pinball expo. And he's like, Hey, I'm really enjoying triple drain. He goes to be a hundred percent honest. I started listening and, and early on, you just had, you guys were talking about just random stuff and a bunch <laughs> of inside jokes. And he goes, I almost quit, I almost quit on your podcast, but it's really come around and it's become one that I'm really enjoying. So, nice. you know, I, I just, I think of Dwight every time we record and, and try it's, to it's, keep the, us- it's the,
0: it's <laughs> the ghostbusters code of podcasts.
1: <laughs> yeah
0: <they're not>. <laughs> oh, <laughs> just wait
3: for it just wait
0: yeah dwight's a gem he's awesome
1: dwight is awesome and we are uh no we're enjoying this podcast a lot and and we'll have zach we'll have zach on again to derail us at some point but um and uh, shout out to dennis creasel who actually had more listens on our podcast than zach so i know zach is nice. still your number one listen on your podcast He
0: he's getting dangerous keith elwin's getting dangerously close to well, Zach's your third episode, host actually. yeah so yeah 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 so.
1: and uh i, I mean you guys, I mean we talked to now for an hour and I'm telling you I feel like I did a decent job keeping Travis focused but if you want yeah. him you can have him I mean yes. Tom you're are you okay with that Tom I don't, I was saying we take Keith <laughs> you, know. you
2: You know what okay, Joel a- <laughs> Joel it's not your decision I can Enter the transfer portal for podcasts. You're even your decision.
0: Yeah. (laughs) You know what though? Okay. So I got to meet Joel and Tom at Expo. You guys were fantastic. You know, we shared a pizza, Joel. That was very awesome. Mm -hmm. Joel Joel
3: drove us up to Pinball Olympics.
0: Yes. And just him and and Nick Brown, Pinsomniac, you know, it was it was an awesome time. But I'm not gonna lie, since we've been in this chat, I've kind of got a little man crush on travis uh, don't get <laughs> he, that. there it is, there it, it, it it's, is. It, it's it's weird like we, oh. we've been talking what we're two years apart yep we we both have twins yep we both have a son that is age 11 with the same name yep i, I mean this is this was probably meant to be like my dad lives in oklahoma so i i, I visit oklahoma uh we like to fish i mean in-
2: it's it makes a lot of sense. I think we should just ditch just Joel, Scott, and Tom, and we'll just start our own thing. It's fine. I'm All just right we saying. Don't care. Best yeah. Friends?
1: Yeah.
0: I. We'll skip I, off into the sunset. I <laughs> am telling you, I
1: will. I'm not getting in the way. You know, you want to have them. Just no takesy backsies or whatever. We'll we'll see. But um, no, nah, this was a lot of fun. Uh, yeah. Thanks a bunch, of you two, for being on. Real quick plugs. Uh, Tom, go ahead, plug away.
4: I am Tom from Fox City's Pinball. You can find me on Twitch, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and probably every other form of social media. Yeah. Thank
1: yeah, you. Definitely go for the Instagram. Tom is. You got to go visual. The more visual, Tom is modeling.
0: Yeah, yeah. I was say, that was the most Tom energetic a, plug I've ever heard in my life.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm telling you, Tom has Tom. The, this whole week has just all of his energy has been focused on Rush, and you know, it's blood true. is going to areas of his body and not leaving. So he is he's running low, oh, and he needs. he's
4: I need my rest. Yeah, need,
1: your rest. Okay. New <laughs> nickname:
4: <laughs>
2: Tripod Tom.
3: Tripod.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, Travis. Uh yeah, plug away, man.
2: Yeah, you guys can find me at the uh, podcast Triple Drain. There we and, go. And uh yeah, <laughs> and on YouTube at uh, Marv Loco. There
1: yeah. you go. And real quick, I I mean do shout out to Travis. He did he's nominated for a YouTube twippy, so feel free yes. to uh to nice. vote yes. on him, Marv Loco. Yes. Yes.
4: Thanks
2: for my shout outs, Uh
4: Yeah, Joel. I'm
1: coming yeah. and I said in oh, Tom. Okay. I was I was just I was it's, it's segueing into what it. What Joel's Tom,
2: trying to say is that we <laughs> oh, are all boy. nominated
1: Everybody on, on here was specifically nominated. I barely made it. But you count. Tom, you
2: you stream on flipping out. That counts.
1: Yes. Tom did make it. I mean, his name, Tom Graf for I Best know, Pinball right? Player. Yeah, Tom's son, Neil Graf, best pinball player, and Fox Cities Pinball also were on there. So well done. Well vote, done there. Vote for Neil. Uh well, duh. And then, and then we do know, um, well, yeah, flipping out, flipping out stream did make uh, best stream, which is pretty cool. I stream for them every other Thursday, which is cool. And the only plug I have is this week, we actually the pinball network, the pinball network is a new channel that all of TPN started. Uh, we are streaming on Facebook. Uh, YouTube, and Twitch all at the same time, please follow the Pinball Network because we have somebody streaming on that network every single day of the week which is really cool. And it's been cool seeing that. It, we launched it at the beginning of this year. So I stream for the Pinball Network every Wednesday night. Um, so yeah. That's all I've got for plugs. I was um, going to say,
0: I don't think we ever finished our plug there, Joel.
1: Oh yeah. We got oh, sidetracked okay.
0: talking about Expo.
1: Well, finish away. <laughs> plug, plug it up, man.
0: We, we are Loser Kid Pinball Podcast. You can find us at soundcloud.com slash loser kid pinball podcast you can find us on facebook twitter twitch and instagram all at loser kid pinball and uh yeah there you go there it is Plugged. oh my god
2: that sounded so much better than all of ours
1: <laughs> yeah well they're like that's why they got nominated well, they're you know professionals yeah.
2: That's it's true can yeah. you guys like stay behind and do us some voiceovers for our next episode please <laughs> sure, <why not? laughs> we yeah. need
4: more voiceovers
1: yeah well, Tom, that's all you, man. Uh, if you <laughs> if there's, if you guys need to get a hold of us, uh, triple drain, triple drain at gmail.com. We read every email. We respond to every email. Uh, it's great. Um, yeah, that's all I got. Thanks again, guys, for being on. Uh, Anytime. Any, yep. uh, anything else before Tom gets the last words?
3: You know, you guys are great, and you guys uh, get rookie of the year.
1: I appreciate that, yeah. All right, Tom, take us out. Goodbye, everybody, and bye Rush.